Welcome to Denver Sports Tonight. Taking a look at the biggest stories in Denver sports. From your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. DenverSports.com. Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. Welcome in. It is Denver Sports Tonight. I am your host, Cecil Lamb, and I'm feeling it. D-Mac and I were just chomping it up about what is hard rock and what is heavy metal. As uh, I feel like Derek Wolf is the only other metal guy on the station. Am I right, KJ? Let's run it down. Mark Schlereth, heavy metal guy? No. No. Uh, Mike Evans? I almost laughed when I asked no. that. Uh, any of the Players Club? Any of those guys, metal guys? Uh, based off that music, they play no. 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 Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> Stokely and Zach? <laughs> no. No. I think it's me and Derek. I, I would agree. I think that's it. That's it, right? Yeah. Gosh, I'm trying to. I'm really trying to think here. I don't. I don't think there's anybody else. No. Because no. I think Dmac just said that he prefers hard rock over heavy metal. Right. So. Right. I. I know Dmac knows music. Oh yeah. So that's why like he can talk metal. But like uh, it's me and Derek, man. That's it. So uh, Derek, as you're listening on your way home, punch in some head PE on on your way as I'm rocking a head PE shirt. Uh, just came back from a comic book convention, the All Seas Expo. I'm having a blast out there. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday as well. But And so many people were like, are the Broncos going to be good? Yeah. Yeah. Who is it today um, that said, like, the Broncos will be back in the playoffs? And I was like, yeah, no, shut your mouth. No kidding. Really? Really? You think the Broncos will be back in the playoffs? Way to take a stand. I'm trying to find who it was. <laughs> KJ, if you, if you know off the top of your head, tell me who it is because it was like, a big headline today, right? I always hate those headlines, and I get it, right? You want people to click. You're, if the Broncos do three things, they'll win. Like, I, I understand the nature of the world we live in and clickbait and all that sorts of thing. But as I'm scrolling through Twitter this morning, which was interesting, I ran across, like, the, oh, my God, the Broncos, a major outlet says the Broncos will make the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Really? Shocker. Let's break it down some more, huh? Like, seriously, that's where we're at? I guess that's where we're at. Like, I, I look at it with the Broncos this year, and I go, how can they not make the playoffs? Okay, um, let's run down those scenarios. Let's run down the ways that they don't make the playoffs, because to me, the Broncos are a playoff team. You hire Sean Payton, you are a playoff team right now. Right now, as you hire Sean Payton, you're a playoff team because, as I told someone at the, at the comic show today, you are three wins, four wins more just with Sean Payton. Automatically, with Sean Payton as your head coach of the Denver Broncos, now you're three or four more wins. So add three or four more wins, the total last year, now you're in the playoffs. Yes. This isn't headline worthy. Now, it's worthy of your heart. And as I had plenty of Broncos fans tell me today, like, it's been tough. I know it's been tough, man. And I know how it's supposed to be. And God bless everyone that comes here to Colorado. God bless everyone, right? And I understand Denver is a transplant city. And, you know, there's a lot of people from California or Texas or whatever. Just learn how to drive. That's all I care about. But the thing is, y'all don't know Broncos country. Okay, you, know, you may think, uh, here in Denver, and hey, John Elway, remember? Like, no, no, no. 
you all weren't born and raised in Broncos country the way I was. And it doesn't mean I'm the greatest or whatever. And it doesn't, I'm not even a Broncos fan. And I understand people get upset whenever I say that. You're not even a stupid Steelers fan. Like, I'm not a fan of anybody now. 20 years ago, when Mark Schlereth, and thanks to his producer at the time, Andy Lindall, shout out Andy, when he gave me a chance to be on Mark Schlereth's show once a week talking fantasy football on 760 The Zone. That was 20 years ago, man. 2003. Ever since that day, my fandom for the Steelers has gone bye-bye. Why? Because you can't do this and be a fan. When I would go out to Broncos and I had a Steelers license plate frame on my Range Rover, and trust me, it's not a... I didn't have the Stoke Range Rover, all right? Like the new fancy pants one. I had the old 95 County LWB, the long one. It could go anywhere. I freaking loved that thing. That thing was awesome. Uh, broke down all the time, but it went around. It was awesome. But, like, for me, like, um, I had the Steelers license plate frame, and then, like, uh, you know, Jake Plummer or something would be like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, what are you doing, dummy? And I was like, oh, yeah, I better, I better take that thing off, huh? But, you know, that was, what, 2005, whatever? Like, yes. Like, yeah, people are going to say that because at the time when I was new in the business, I still was a fan. You can't be a fan when you do this job. Not well. Not well because then you're a fan and you allow it to cloud your judgment. I am not a Broncos fan, and I say they're a playoff team. I am not a Broncos fan, and as I was reminded today... Because people listen to the fan. God bless all of you out there. And I love you all, and I appreciate you all. I mean, we couldn't do this without you. It's the power of you guys that makes our footprint so large, um, honestly, in national sports talk radio. So I appreciate everyone out there for listening to the fan. But as I was reminded today, hey, Cecil, you were saying dynasty. I'm like, shh, shh, No, no, I mean... I did say that, uh, and I didn't necessarily mean with Nathaniel Hackett. I don't want to backtrack or backpedal, but I'm going to tell you about the hits and the misses. You can't back away from that. It's like anyone that brings up Paxton Lynch. Oh, you like Paxton Lynch. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I had a first-round grade on him, and I had a first-round grade on Dak Prescott. Um, you know, you have hits, you have misses. I definitely didn't have a first-round grade on Connor Cook, if you want to dig that up again and make Joel Clad even more mad at me. But, like, yeah, I mean, you can't shy away from it. I was excited. I was excited about Russell Wilson. Yes, there's a certain level of excitement for Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, I said they were a playoff team. Yes, I said that the Walton Penner group could build a dynasty. I still believe they can. I just don't know who the players are going to be. And I don't even mean the players as in the players. I mean the players as in the players. You dig? That's how to dumb. Don't be dumb. Players in terms of who are the role players? For the, like, is it going to be Russell Wilson? Probably not. Probably not. But will the Walton Penner group, because there's so many misconceptions about the Walton Penner group, and I love cutting through them for the fans, and I love Sean Payton as the head coach of the Denver Broncos, and I'll tell you this. The Walton Penner Group is here to return Broncos country to where it's supposed to be. And God bless all the transplants this is what I was getting to. All you Californians and Texans and whatever, wherever you came from, you're here in Colorado, great. Know this. 
the Broncos have championship lineage and making the playoffs doesn't really matter. You have to make the playoffs to be championship contenders. I understand that. But this ain't Minnesota, George Payton. We don't get excited about, oh, they're playoffs, huh? You you fall out of bed and you're a playoff team in the Mile High City. That's the way it's supposed to be, and it's been god-awful, trash, garbage, embarrassing for six years. I'd almost say seven, but whatever. 2016, they tried. Uh, they had the offense holding them back. The defense was still legit. But I'll tell you this, the standard in Broncos country returns with Sean Payton. So whatever it is... And whatever website it was that said, hey, look out, the Broncos are going to be a playoff team. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. Way to break that down. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, hey, guys, I think the Broncos are a playoff team. Yes, they will be. You hire Sean Payton, you're immediately a playoff team. Now, what could derail the season, Right. And you never want to wish injury on anybody. And I don't even like really talking about this, but you have to consider it. When I just automatically say, of course the Broncos are a playoff team. Though people are well, 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 wait a second. And then the Chargers and the the Chargers are going to Charger, okay? Justin Herbert is phenomenal. He's a dream, whatever. Like, Justin Herbert's amazing. Uh, Respect for Austin Eckler. Hasn't got traded yet, right? (laughs) That whole thing fell apart. Hey, can I get a trade? No. Okay. Like, uh, okay, love Austin Eckler, love him, Eaton, Colorado, what's up? Marcy Rossman in Eaton, Colorado. Like, yes, I love Eaton, Colorado. I love Austin Eckler. Uh, Justin Herbert's amazing. The Chargers still are going to charge her. They are a moronic team that always finds a way to basically hurt themselves. It's the Chargers. That's what they do. And I know, uh, actually, <laughs> I think my pest control guy is a Chargers fan. Because I, I always regularly say, like, I've never really met a Chargers fan. And then my pest control guy came out to the house, and he's like, I'm a Chargers fan. I'm like, really? Why? <laughs> huh? Like, you're, huh? Okay. You're from San Diego? What? Okay. Hey, Chargers fans, you'll be all right. Your team is great in terms of players. Your team is cursed. Your team has cheap ownership, and you can't get by with cheap ownership. You can get only so far. And then you got to change stuff, man. I'm anxious to see if Cincinnati can change stuff with Joe Burrow's contract on the way. But what derails the Broncos season? Does a Russell Wilson injury derail the Broncos season? No. No, it doesn't. And again, I don't like talking about this. I don't want to say, but like we're just looking at scenarios. What could derail the Broncos from a playoff season? Is it going to be Sean Payton that derails him? No. Is it going to be Russell Wilson's play? No, because they have Jared Stidham. And I'm not saying there's a quick hook for Russell Wilson. I'm not saying that, you know, the team would pull Russell Wilson right away and whatever. All I'm saying is this. If Russell Wilson gets a little banged up and Russell's going to have to run a little bit more, you're not winning from the pocket, Russ. You're not playing for 10 more years, Russ. I'm glad he's still working with Jake Heaps. I do like Jake Heaps. I know that's that's kind of a bad word around Broncos country or whatever. And uh, I know Jake Heaps is no longer allowed in the building because of Sean Payton. But that was all ridiculous anyway. We all we already know it's all ridiculous. Like, Peyton Manning didn't have that. Like, and he went to two Super Bowls with the Broncos in four years. Should have been four Super Bowls, honestly. 
the best Broncos team with Peyton Manning, the best team, was 2012. Um, and the the team that won it all, of course, was 2015. But, like, yeah, Peyton Manning was amazing. He didn't have all those extra people running around the building that aren't Broncos staff. Like, that was just ridiculous. It was just, it was just wrong. And that wrongness, that wrongheadedness, that awfulness is now behind the Denver Broncos because of Sean Payton. So is Sean Payton going to ruin the Broncos' playoff chances? No. Is the Russell Wilson injury going to ruin the Broncos' playoff chances? No. Because Jared Stidham can play the type of football that this team needs him to play. And it doesn't mean that Jared Stidham is some sort of gem and he's un- uncovered and unearthed and he's a reclamation project and, oh, my God, this is like a Rich Gannon or whatever. Gannon was always talented, and I've often said this, and Broncos fans, you're not going to like this, but if Elvis Gerbach doesn't play in that playoff game, and Brian, yes, that Brian, instead of texting me about the KSC propaganda outlet, Brian, all the damn time, I mean all the time. Like, seriously, you hate altitude. I get it, dude. Let it go. Text me what, 303-713-1043, text me what that playoff game was because my brain is scrambled right now. I'm, I'm busy. I'm in draft mode. But anyway... When the Broncos played the Chiefs, and if it's not if it's Rich Gannon that plays that game, I think the Broncos lose that game because it was Elvis Gerbach, and Elvis Gerbach is terrible. Rich Gannon was great, as we saw later. Um, I do not think that Jarrett Stidham is a Rich Gannon like you know, hey, bounce around. Well, Gannon was a Viking, and Gannon was a Chief, and then Gannon was a Raider, and it blew it up, and he was an MVP, like. I don't see Jarrett Stidham like that, but I know that Jarrett Stidham it can run what you design. I believe in Sean Payton's offense and the design of his offense, regardless of what changes he needs to make, because the Broncos roster doesn't have everything they need. They don't. They're working on it. They're doing some good work. George Payton's doing some good work. I, I commend George Payton this offseason. Last offseason, he screwed the pooch. But anyway, like I look at what this team is doing, and I have faith in Sean Payton with quarterback X. Brand X. So I sound like Jack Nicholson, but like I believe in what Sean Payton's going to do. Why? Because Taysom Hill was seven and two as a starter. Quarterback. <laughs> Quarterback. Somebody asked me tonight. Again, I was at the comic show and um so like, hey, you're gonna be on at six. I'm like, yeah, I gotta leave. I gotta go to the con I gotta go uh gotta do the sh- do the show. And they said, Who are you on with? And I said, Myself. So I have too much yelling to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for yelling. I don't mean to yell, but I'm fired up about this team. Okay? And I always ask if I could be solo because I have a lot to say. I only have an hour, and I'm going to you know, do a little brain dump and get it off my chest and talk about this team. So when the headline is I'm scrolling Twitter this morning, and I'm going down the Twitter rabbit hole. Twitter is awful, by the way. If you think you're a big deal on Twitter, remember... I had a low member number on the X-Files chat room back in the 90s, so I am super important. I am super important because of my X-Files chat room member number, okay? Oh, God. Twitter is a nightmare. And Twitter, the hot take was such and such national outlet says the Broncos are going to be a playoff team. And I'm like, why is this it's a slow news day, huh? Not, not much going on in the world if this is what, People are tweeting about the Broncos could be a playoff team. Yes, they will be a playoff team. I almost damn guarantee it. Seriously, what is going to knock the Broncos out of playoff contention? 
The Chargers, get out of here. Chargers choke. That's what they do. (laughs) What was Jacksonville up, KJ, in that playoff game? Or uh, they were up on Jacksonville. It was like 24-0 or whatever, right? 28, or even worse, 28-0. I was in Vegas, so forgive me. My memory's a little hazy, but like, okay, yeah, yeah. You're going to tell me the Chargers, the Chargers don't choke when they were up 28-0 against the Jaguars, and Jaguars came back and beat that ass? Like, yes, the Chargers choke. Don't give me the Chargers. Texters, you got to have better answers. 303-713-1043. That's at RamosLaw.com. Text line 303-713-1043. Yeah, you got to have better answers if you are looking at um, <laughs> if you were looking at the situation like, yeah, what's going to really derail this? Not a Russell Wilson injury. It's not going to be Sean Payton. They're going to run the hell out of the ball. They're going to play great defense. And that combination in and of itself, just, and I'm, I'm not even digging deep, okay? I'm doing surface-level stuff. That's why this article, whatever it was, was like as simple as simple can be. The Broncos are going to run the ball, and they're going to play great defense. That is a formula for success, no matter who's playing quarterback. And Jared Stidham isn't a bad quarterback. Jared Stidham's not the next Rich Gannon, but Jared Stidham not a bad quarterback, okay? So it's not going to be the quarterback position. Uh, you can bring up some wide receivers and whatever, like, yeah, but they're not really going to throw a lot. They're going to run all day. Bring up running back injuries, go grab another one. Latavius Murray still hasn't been signed, right? Latavius Murray will probably be there in August. And if he's not, somebody will get cut and then go sign Jonathan Williams or something. I know some Broncos fans hate Jonathan Williams because he was the reason why the team let go of Kyle Sloter. And everybody, if there's something Broncos fans like, it's a quarterback that's a backup that can't play. And that was Kyle Sloter. And I like Kyle. He's a good kid. But, like, come on. Come on, everybody. But Jonathan Williams, I mean, th- those guys are just out there. They're out there. This team is going to run it down your throat. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to be tough. They're going to be mean. And I love that, man. I love that attitude change. That's so important to this game. When you boil it down, and I know football's been real pretty, right? Oh, and I'm high-flying, and it's 51-50. They got the Van Halen score, and I understand. People love that, and the Rams and the Chiefs and whatever. Like, yes, that's newer football. If you're able to do that, great. But you know what football really is? When you boil it down, do you know what this great game is? I just watched 400 players. I just wrote up 400 players for the draft. As I prepare for the draft, Broncos don't even have a first or second round pick. (laughs) But I do it because I love it. But do you know what I know about this game? In 20 years of going through the media and learning, because that's what I do, is I listen to the guys that have got it done. I listen to the Mark Schlereth. I listen to the Alfred Williams. I listen to the Dave Logans. I listen to the guys that got it done. What did they see? What did they think? Do you know what the answer is? Football is about taking your opponent's will from them. That's all this game is about. I understand the passing and fantasy football and 50 points and all that Mm, I wish I could cuss. KJ, get the dump button ready. It's Friday. I'm feeling it. Okay? It's Friday. 
Everyone have a great weekend. But football is about kicking somebody's ass and taking it from them, taking their will. And that's what the Broncos can do this year. They can do it because Sean Payton, old school Bill Parcelsian type of mindset. They can bring that back. And they will bring that back because that's the reset. That's the reset button that this team needed. The high-flying stuff and the pretty stuff, that's great. That's awesome. If you have a Pat Mahomes and you could do a Joe Burrow, you could do those things, like, more power to you. That is incredible. But if you can't do that, do you know the way to win? Look at what Seattle did. And I'm not saying just copy Seattle and trust me, i got enough issues with Seattle in general, um, let alone to be saying, hey, look what they did. But, hey, when you don't have that or it hasn't yet developed, you know what you do? You run the hell out of the ball and you play great defense. And by doing that as best as you can, look at the offensive line additions. Ben Powers, you kidding me? That's A+. That's a grand slam, whatever you want to say. Look at how they've adjusted this offensive line. They're going to be tough up front. They're going to be physical. They're going to be nasty, and they're going to be mean and aggressive. And that type of mindset, that attitude adjustment is exactly what this team needs to win. So when I'm scrolling through Twitter this morning, which is a cesspool, and I see some headline that says such and such national outlet says the Broncos will be a player. Uh Uh-huh. I'm asleep. They're already going to be a playoff team. Sean Payton's here. And there is nothing that can derail that. Nothing. With that sort of mindset, with that sort of direction, we'd have to talk about a rash of injuries. And again, I don't like talking about that because you never wish injury on anybody. Even if they play for the Raiders or whatever. Like, you just, that's just bad, whatever. Like, you just don't do that. But if I look at this situation, I go, okay, Chargers choke, whatever, Herbert, whatever's whatever, Chiefs are going to be there, I hate Kansas City, whatever, they're still going to be there, we know that. Like, okay, just break it down. Look it in the conference as a whole. What's Baltimore going to be in that situation, right? And I understand I made some Baltimore fans mad. Like, you'll be fine, Baltimore. Like, seriously, I had uh, Baltimore fans just, like, going at me on Twitter. Again, the most important thing ever, right? Twitter is awful. Everyone get off Twitter. I had a Baltimore fan go at me because I was, like, talking about the rat birds or whatever. Like, yeah, I can't stand Baltimore. I love Ozzie Newsom. Love Ozzie. Love, 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 love Ozzie. And I didn't make Ozzie uncomfortable the way I made Mean Joe Green uncomfortable. <laughs> when I finally broke down, I couldn't help myself. KJ, I couldn't help myself. I was standing in line at the Little Rock Airport Coming back from the Players All-Star Classic, I just wrote up Danny Trevathan, who was this stud kid from Kentucky. Nobody knew about him. He was fantastic. He was great. And I'm standing next to Mean Joe Green in the line. And I'd, I'd talked to Mean Joe on the sidelines, Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl, whatever. I'd never told him that I think he's the most important stealer of all time. I never told him that. And so finally, since we were, like, friendly, right, I said, hey, Mean Joe, you know, I never, I've never told you, but, like, I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan, and, like, you're the most important player, and I think you mean the most, and you're the most. And he was like, thank you, and then turned around. <laughs> hey, I mean, just took, uh, just popped all of the air out of your balloon. I know, man. I was just, I'm just, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself, right? I freaked out Marshall Falk when I told him that I had a ransom on the hat that he wore when he declared... Uh, that he was leaving San Diego State. By the way, by the way, by the way, do you know who is uh, 
running backs coach was at San Diego State for the Aztecs? Do you know? Sean Payton. Mm. Yeah, kind of cool, huh? Yeah. So he had a hat that said "Be Paid." It was some sort of brand from the '90s, and as you well know, KJ, I'm stuck in the '90s because they were the greatest decade of all time. Agreed. And I just wanted that hat that said "Be Paid." So I had a thousand dollar ransom to all my listeners, uh, my uh, dozen listeners of the C. Salami Show on ESPN Denver, and I was like, "Hey, I'll give you, you find that hat for me. I'll give you a thousand dollars." And so when I had Marshall Falk on the show, and I was like, hey, Marshall, I had a ransom out for your hat. And he, was, he just thought, he was like, that's so weird. I was like, it's not. I, said, I guess it is weird. So I freaked out two of my idols, Mean Joe Green and Marshall Falk. You had good intentions, but I guess. I'm not perfect, KJ. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, the hotness this morning on the Twitter machine. The Broncos, a major outlet, says the Broncos. Hey, a major outlet's just paying attention. Everyone under the damn sun should be saying the flipping Broncos are going to make the playoffs. That's not a hot take. Hot takes are dumb. You know I hate hot takes. The real take, the smart take, the football take. They're going to take your soul. They're going to crush you. They're going to crush your bones. And that's the way you win football. And and God bless this game. God bless this game. And to be able to still cover this game as my job and only this game, because like other sports are, it's the greatest thing ever, right? Oh, the Nuggets, hey, whatever. Like, yes. Hey, Nuggets, go win something. Yeah. They've already been, like, hey, in the playoffs. Like, they should have won it all in the bubble. Like, so I, I am pretty – I'm not against the Nuggets, but I'm just like, okay, now it's time to actually win. Not make some noise or win in the first round. Now it's time to win it all, Denver Nuggets. Can you do that? Other sports are fantastic. But football, this game is beautiful in its brutality. And the Broncos – can be quite brutal this year. My friend Chad Ryder from NFL Network had a seven-round mock draft. Who'd the Broncos take? We'll talk about it next. It's Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. All right, ask and you shall receive. I am Cecil Lammy. I'm yelling about the Broncos again. I'm sorry for yelling. And Brian, yes, that Brian, he said uh, he actually did not text me about making fun of uh, KSE propaganda outlet anymore. So thank you, Brian. He said the Broncos won in Kansas City on January 4th, 1998, when the Chiefs started Elvis Gerbach after not playing since November 3rd. The Broncos lost in Kansas City on November 16th with Gannon, a quarterback for the Chiefs, and it took a 54-yard field goal at the end of regulation to win. Not sure if it would have mattered if Gannon played on January 4th. Now, I would disagree with that, Brian. Yes, that, Brian, who also says thanks for mentioning Andy Lindahl on air. That's fine, baby. You Get down how you get down. But anyway, like, I, I think had the Chiefs played Gannon, that would have been a different game. And again, I cannot stand Kansas City. I can't stand their fans. 
I don't mind Pat Mahomes, right? Um, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey, fine, whatever. Like, of course, I love Isaiah Pacheco. I don't need to go into that. It only took me 33 minutes and 45 seconds for me to mention Isaiah Pacheco's name. KJ, make a note of that. Make a note of this. My friend Chad Ryder uh, has a four-round mock draft. Excuse me. I thought it was a seven-rounder. It's a, only a four-rounder. Chad's he's a part-timer now. But he's got some interesting names for the Denver Broncos, and uh, I'll text Chad because he's got their first pick at 67 being a Keanu Benton, defensive tackle, Wisconsin. Now, Andrew Mason and I, you hear the promo for Orange and Blue today. We appreciate everyone for watching on our social media channels. Orange and Blue today, 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, etc. We've talked plenty about Keanu Benton, and I'll talk to Chad and see who he's hearing stuff from, but I do not think Keanu Benton will be on the board. Keanu Benton is not Aaron Donald. Please, everyone everyone sees DT by someone's name, and they're like, defensive tackle, huh? Aaron Donald. Like, no, Keanu Benton is not that. Now, Keanu Benton, uh, very impressive at the Senior Bowl. I've suggested Dante Stills, West Virginia kid, very, very impressive, and a potty mouth from the Shrine Bowl. But, man, alive, that dude was... He was pretty ferocious there. So, you know, Dante Stills, fifth rounder, whatever, whatever. But Chad has Keanu Benton as the Broncos' first pick. Now, I would love it if Keanu Benton is the pick. And, one, I'm not sure the Broncos stay at 67. More on that in just a little bit. But Keanu Benton has the quickness off the snap that you need at the defensive tackle position. He's a penetrator. And when you look at... Middle pressure, I've said it a million times. Edge pressure, you can climb the pocket. You can climb the ladder. Like, you can you can get away from edge pressure, as important as it is, because Lord knows this game is about quarterbacks and those that affect the quarterbacks, like tackles on the offensive side and pass rushers on the defensive side. Middle pressure makes every quarterback look mortal. And Keanu Benton is the type of player that can get middle pressure. And when you're concerned about the edge, and I'm concerned about the edge for the Broncos. Randy Gregory is awesome when he's healthy and he's not healthy. Randy Gregory will be great for 10 games. And then he'll miss seven games. I mean, that's just what he does. And when he was signed, I knew that was going to be the case. Not because I know the future. I'm the smartest person ever. I'm far from that. Okay. And I don't care about the weed thing. Like, he lo- love weed. Like, whatever. I don't care. Like, I literally do not care. Um, the Randy Gregory thing, to me, was a mistake because he's never healthy. He is great when he's healthy, and he's never healthy. So he's never truly great. He's great in spurts, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to be nice. So I'm concerned about this edge. Baron Browning, we don't know yet where that next step is. Ed Baron Browning is my top 50 player. I was at the Senior Bowl. I was interviewed by Broncos TV. I believe it was Sydney, um, you know, and, and uh, on the show with her, and was asked about who's the buyer. I was like Baron Browning. They didn't take Baron Browning, and Jonathan Cooper, and they took both. I love Baron Browning. I love him. Love Jonathan Cooper. But as my dear friend Reggie McDaniel would always say, however, and there's always a however in life. R.I.P. Big guy. Um, there's always a however in life. The however is this. Baron Browning looks like he's hit a ceiling. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe he'll totally prove me wrong. I would love that. Hey, Baron Browning proved you wrong. Great. Awesome. Because right now he looks like Malik Reed, and that's not good enough. 
I'm so, and I don't mean to be mean. It's never personal. I always love when people are like, well, these guys are better football players than you. I played six-man football for the love of God, okay? Almost anyone that has thrown a Nerf football could play six-man football, all right? So when people are like, this is better football than you, yeah, no kidding. Great, great observation. Hey, the 5'11 guy that's not really fast, he wasn't really great at football. Like, oh, yes, fantastic. Thank you for your insight. It's very welcome. So I'm not being mean, but Baron Browning looks like Malik Reed, and he needs to be better. There needs to be more. I'm not saying he has to be Shaq Barrett, and trust me, I love Shaq Barrett. I love him, love him, love him. And when he was here, you saw it, right? You saw the flashes. You saw the glimpses. You saw the greatness that was within Shaq Barrett. When he went to Tampa Bay and just blew it out, you know, just totally blew it up. He was incredible. He was amazing. That wasn't a surprise to those who observed him behind the scenes with the Denver Broncos. I mean, the dude was just ready. And when you're all ready, then you already know. And that was what Shaq Barrett was. Baron Browning's not Shaq Barrett. Okay, I haven't seen it. In fact, I've seen him look more like Malik Reed. What's Malik Reed? A nice rotational guy. What's Baron Browning? And again, Baron Browning, I had graded as a top 50 player. KJ, correct me if I'm wrong. He was 90, pick 92, uh, something like that. Baron Browning was, was an incredible value. Baron Browning was an incredible pick for the Broncos. But... He needs to play further up to that potential because right now it looks like he's hit a ceiling. And that ceiling is Malik Reed, and that ceiling's not good enough for the role that he's going to have. He was pick 105. Oh, even worse. Okay. So I had him as a top 50 player. The Broncos got him like 50 picks later. Incredible pick. But... It's time. It's past time. It's time. we got to stop talking about it. He could he what he could be. You got to be that right now. If you're Baron Browning, you don't have any time to waste. And it could be, could be, could be, zoom his ass out of here. Could be out of the league. That's what it is. That's what this league is about. It's called not for long. What have you done for me lately, Janet? Damn it. That's what it is. And with Baron Browning, he's great, and he's incredible, and he's got potential. But as Mark Schlereth always says, potential is a dirty, filthy word. And I'm sick of talking about Baron Browning's potential. I need to see Baron Browning's production, and it needs to be legit. It needs to be 10-plus sacks. And it's not all about the sacks. It's about the pressures and disrupted dropbacks. <sighs> Getting off track, as I often do... <laughs> Keanu Benton, a defensive tackle from Wisconsin, would be a great pick because of middle pressure. Because I have concerns about the edge, you need as much pressure as you can. Vance Joseph's going to have to get creative with this defense. Keanu Benton would be a great asset for this team in the middle of that defensive line. But I don't think he's going to be there at 67. That being said, why are the Broncos having a private workout with Luke Musgrave, who is a first-round talent? Why would they do that? They don't pick in the first round. They don't pick in the second round. Why would they do that unless... I'll tell you that next.
Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Denver Sports Tonight. That's right. I am Cecil Lammy here on Denver Sports Tonight. Taking you up for the next uh, seven minutes. Don't make me do math. Anyway, why are the Broncos talking to a first-rounder? That's weird, right? I'm not the only one. Most of their pre-draft visits, and God bless all these players again, they're way better than me, whatever. Most of the players the Broncos have been talking to in pre-draft visits are undrafted guys or late-round guys. Now, here's the reason why they're doing that. They are talking to undrafted or late-round players. For example, uh, Michigan State, somewhere Richie just popped up. You know that if you mention Sparty, you know Richie Carney is going to be like, what, what, Sparty, huh? You talked about Sparty? Michigan State tight end Daniel Barker met with the Broncos. Daniel Barker is like an undrafted guy. Saw him at the Shrine Bowl. You know, good enough kid. You know, uh, solid. Uh, you know, uh, practice squad type of player. But he's an undrafted player. Why would the Broncos talk? To, oh, because the undrafted players are going to be their second draft. Right now, they don't have a lot of picks. The undrafted free agents, the priority free agents after the draft, are going to be the Broncos' second draft, and they can outbid anybody. That's the nice thing. So why do you talk to a Daniel Barker, tied in from Michigan State? You talk to him so that you can go, hey, when your phone's ringing off the hook, when you're not getting drafted, and your agent is telling you where these teams are interested, we're interested. And by the way, we can pay you more. So if they really like a prospect, they can just say, hey, we'll match any offer. And we'll throw in a little lanyap, as Brandon Stokely says. So when they're talking to East Carolina running back Keaton Mitchell, who ran a 4-3-7, by the way, whew, talk about a fast Pirates running back. He's not quite Chris Johnson, CJ2K. I always love when Chris Johnson had his rap single, and he rhymed hose with hose. And I was like, really? <laughs> like... Okay, I remember talking to Lindale about that, um, and I was like, "Hey, Lindale, tell Chris like you can just go down the alphabet, man. Like uh, you're talking about Ho, right? Joe's, Mo's, Lowe's, <laughs> you know, like toes, like uh, Rex Ryan somewhere going, huh? Like yeah, there's there's a lot of other words you could rhyme than rhyming the same word with itself. But either way, I'm getting off track. But yes, ECU running back. They're talking all these guys, right? Keaton Mitchell. Daniel Barker, whatever is whatever, but they're talking to undrafted and seventh round guys, which is fine. Um, again, talent can come from anywhere. The Broncos are setting themselves up for the second draft. There's a draft this year, but there's a second draft. What was it like? Second breakfast? Second what? Second dinner? I can't remember what whatever fast food joint was like. Second breakfast? Like okay, whatever. Second draft. Magic shoes? Yes, there's a second draft. And the Broncos are ready for that. But why are they talking to Luke Musgrave? I think they are preparing themselves to go to the first round. I think the Broncos are preparing themselves to be back in the first round. How does that happen? Trade Jerry, Judy, whatever. Like, I'm not sure. But if you don't have a first round pick as the Broncos don't have a first-round pick. And you don't have a second-round pick. The Broncos don't have a second-round pick. And you're sitting there at 67 in the third round. Do you know what that means? Luke Musgrave is long 
gone. I think there are four tight ends led likely by Dalton Kincaid from Utah. I think there are multiple tight ends in the first round. There's four of them, at least three. And Luke Musgrave is one of those. So why are the Broncos talking to him? They would only be meeting with Luke Musgrave and talking with Luke Musgrave and considering Luke Musgrave, who is Billy Moose's nephew, they would only be talking to him if they felt there was a chance they could be in the first round. Because there is no way in hell that Luke Musgrave makes it to 67. He doesn't make it to 57. He doesn't make it to 47. He might not even make it to 37. Okay? Luke Musgrave is... I would do a dance of joy. And would I trade Jerry Judy straight up for Luke Musgrave, basically? Yes. And I understand people are, what about Greg Dulcich? Yeah, well, what about him? He's got great hair and narrow hips. Like, I don't know. Like... Greg Dulcich doesn't exactly, doesn't, I said doesn't. <laughs> Why did I have to be raised in the country, KJ? Oh, because it's awesome. Anyway, um, doesn't. I say stuff like pert near and fair to Midland and doesn't. So uh, he doesn't look like a football player. I am smart now. Greg Dulcich doesn't really have the physique that you'd want. He can change that. Everyone can change their physique. Let me finish. Everyone can change their physique. Dulcich needs to do that in a hurry. Luke Musgrave is twice the player that Greg Dulcich is. And not just because he's a blocker, in addition to being a fine receiver as well. Luke Musgrave is that dude at tight end. Luke Musgrave is a, I've seen a lot of comparisons, like a Greg Olson, you know, a Jason Witten, you know, that, that type of, of tight end. We're not talking about a Jimmy Graham. He's not that guy, um, but he never has to come off the field, and it's not a tell when he's on the field. If Greg Dulcich is on the field, and remember, this team's going to run the hell out of the ball. This team's going to run the ball. They're going to play great defense. To run the ball effectively, you can't have a guy out there who can't block. Greg Dulcich can't block. Now, he can learn. He's got some learning to do. And he can get better, and I am open to the possibility of Greg Dulcich being better as a blocker. But I'm not going to sit here with orange and blue colored glasses on and say, Greg Dulcich, they got a tight end, and his name is Greg Dulcich, and he is the best, and he has nice hair. That's dumb. Don't be dumb. Greg Dulcich is a fine receiving weapon. Greg Dulcich is dangerous. He is. He can't block. And if he's on the field, I know what the Broncos are doing. I'll tell you what the Broncos are doing. If I see Greg Dulcich, I'm a defensive game planner. Hey, Greg Dulcich is out there. Pass. Pass. All right? I'm like Red Ball U and Waterboy, right? Pass. Pass. You come pass. That's what it is. And that's how it goes down. So get you a tight end. Might have to do it in the first round to do that. And that means... uh, be prepared. Might be Luke Musgrave. We'll see. I do the dance of joy, that's for sure. That is a wrap for tonight's program, everyone. 
Appreciate you so much. Thank you. We couldn't do it without you here on The Fan. You mean everything to us. And we all love you, and we all appreciate you. So go forth. Have a safe and happy weekend. It's my man KJ, man of the box. KJ, be good. I'm Cecil Lammy saying be safe, be kind, know that you're appreciated. Stay tuned and stay frosty. Being in love with someone, yeah. Hey. Oh, baby.